With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Right now we're going to talk some cricket with the one and only Baz who's still here. He's still in Aotearoa. No doubt he'll be playing a ton of golf, finding some horses, doing a bit of horse farming, family time, back at home. But right now the cricket is flying and the Black Caps taking on Pakistan. We're going to get his reaction and his preview of tonight's match. Baz, what in it to you? Ah, hello. See, I didn't realise we were talking cricket. I was only coming on to talk racing. <laughs> Plenty of that too, Bez. <laughs> Plenty of that is for sure, right, well, mate. Look, quickly, how was Melbourne? Didn't see you. No, you did see me. Can you not remember? <laughs> 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 oh, they spent the whole afternoon. spent the whole afternoon at the pub together. Can you not remember that? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. It was good to catch up with you and this, mate. But uh, that was a hell of a week, mate. How you been anyway? What have you been up to? Yeah, that was a good week actually. No, Melbourne was was mean. I had such a good time. Obviously, our horse Pungo, he ran brilliantly, and that whole experience of having a runner on Derby Day was was pretty awesome as I'm sure you've you've already told everyone about mm. is but no yeah. we had a great time I was ready to come home though I was cooked by the end of it gee it's a big week isn't it? <laughs> it's you a know? big week it's a and big I got week leathering on the punt oh well, is he still recovering from yesterday oh no last week oh the week before <laughs> oh, every day every day on the punt <laughs> what did you what what did you um what did you learn about Melbourne Bears you know Pongo you've got obviously the Fibrillator um came out last week and and won really well on Melbourne Cup out at Pukekohe what have you learned have you have you ended up buying any other horses or you got any other big races coming up in your stable uh yeah it's actually been not a bad little period for the for our horses and we had a really nice trial winner the other day a uh, horse that we bought at the um, New Zealand Bloodstock ready to run sales at Karaka there last year. We bought a nice Lonro filly, which I need you guys to ask Paulie Moati because the the Karaka million odds are out, but our horse only got named yesterday, so he's actually she's not actually got any odds on her yet. Her name is Buccino, and I need to find out how much he's prepared to give us for the futures on that. So if you can have a little look or, or ask Paulie Moati, there might be a little uh, a long term play there because I think she's got a little bit of ability, lads. 
Nice, Borchino. Okay, mate, you got so much in your stable gown. I can't keep up. But anyway, let's talk some sport, mate. Let's talk some sport. The the Black Caps, they're back in the winner's circle. They're playing Pakistan tonight. What have you made of their performances as of late there, uh, Bears? Well, I just can't believe everyone keeps sort of being surprised when they make semi-finals. to be honest. Like, how resourceful are they? They just have a... They have such a well-rounded side. They're incredibly well-read. They're calm in most pressure situations. They've got big players who have got exposure all around the world to to major tournaments and, and these T20 leagues. And and they just find a way when the pressure's at its at its highest. And they'll go into it tonight with with a sense of confidence, I reckon. And so they should. Sydney should suit them. Um, I think if they can win the toss, which from looking at the kind of results of, of all games played at Sydney, the team that wins the toss and, and bats first has, has been very successful. If you can get a score on the board, I think they've won five out of six games or something. So if they can do that, get a, get themselves a score and and then rely on the resourcefulness of their bowlers and the craft of Williamson as a captain, I think they should be a, a real good chance. Baz, what about Finnellan and Glenn Phillips? What have you made of their form? Oh, I think Finnellan's a rock star. Eh? I think he's... He's never going to he's never going to be a consistent type of cricketer, but when he comes off, he's going to win you games of cricket. And you know, not too many people have have the bravery to take on um, some of the the uh, the opposition's best bowlers and at the top of the order like he does. And look, he's nowhere near the finished product, but I think he's got something which which is a, a really rare skill. And you know, I, I enjoy watching him play. Glenn Phillips has been outstanding. Batting in the middle order in T20 cricket is so hard, particularly on mm. big grounds. But he's got the ability to. Not just have a power game, um, which we've seen, you know, he clears the ropes many times, but he also adds that craft of being able to push the ball into the gaps and he's so fast between the wickets. So he's able to score at a really high strike rate um, through two different methods, which is which is outstanding. And gee, what an athlete in the field too, eh? He's, he's been a, a real revelation in the middle order. Mate, they've both been phenomenal this, uh, this outing. Uh, Finn Allen, he's come out, he's keeping a quality and experienced players and Martin Gupto on the sidelines and he's proven an absolute winner but they're facing a Pakistani outfit that have well had the wool over the Black Caps as of late I think the last couple of competitions they're 0-3 taking on Pakistan so not good signs earlier on and Matthew Hayden's come out and said look no one really wants to face us so he's given them a lot of confidence how do you approach this game against Pakistan what's the threats that they offer? Well, Pakistan are a very good cricket team, right? They always have been. They've got an amazing amount of talent that runs throughout their side. I think as one thing I find really interesting is the four teams that are in the semi-finals. You've got obviously India, Pakistan, England, and New Zealand. Barring New Zealand, all three of those teams have got major T20 competitions, which um, which all of their their big players play in. Um, and New Zealand, well, they're just so resourceful, and they they allow their players to go and play around the globe and and allowed them to play in the IPO and get that sort of exposure to T20 cricket. So it's no real surprise to me that these teams are in the semi-finals. And, and I look at Pakistan, I think, you know, they've got talent, but they've also got T20 exposure and they've got experience because of their Pakistan Super League and, and some of their players being able to play in it. So, look, they're really good. Their pace lineups very good. Shadab Khan, to me, is an absolute superstar. Um, he's, he's a cricketer, which I can really get around. <laughs> Um, with what he does with bat, ball, and in the field. And, uh, you know, I think their middle order's been really good for them. They have struggled for runs at the top of the order. And it'll be interesting to see what New Zealand do, because Bracewell, who has been on the outside of the side, is actually, for the World Cup, actually performed really well against 
Pakistan in the lead up to the World Cup. So it'll be interesting to see how the uh, how the teams line up. But I think it's going to be a cracking contest, and I just uh, I think if New Zealand can win the toss, then it, it certainly increases their chances. Baz, what have, what have you made of Australia not being able to um, get through any further on their home soil? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think that, that that last point I just made around the T20 competition. So uh, the Big Bash used to be an absolute jet of a tournament. It used to be one of the best tournaments as a player to play in. And then it became quite long and you lost a lot of probably your, your real overseas um, superstars playing in that tournament. And, yeah, there's still some overseas players, but if we're being honest, I probably weren't the best that was going around. And, and not many of the international Australian boys actually play in that tournament regularly. So I just wonder if if because of that, um, yeah, they play in the IPL a little bit, but they don't often play together. Um, so I don't know whether whether that was a factor in, in them not being able to qualify. But, look, I think everyone was very shocked. They Australia on their own soil in a World Cup, you would think. Mm. Um, would be red-hot favourites. But, look, I thought they just they didn't quite look the same Australian sort of outfit and confident outfit that we're so used to in World Cups. But I think the four teams that made it are the right four teams, to be honest. Well, on the other side of the, on the scale, uh, Bears, with England, uh, Ireland, Scotland, um, you had the Netherlands beating the South Africans in the last side. So what do you put their sudden resurgence down to? Is it is it... Their exposure to top-level cricket, they're getting more crack at international teams. What is it? I think they're race fit too. To be honest, is like they all they came through the qualifiers, so they had the opportunity to play uh, in those conditions and get games together and under the belt on the in the lead up to the World Cup. So I think that definitely helps. I think the T20 tournament, if we take out the rain frustrations early on in the tournament, it's been an absolute beauty, and it sort of shows that. But I think it puts one-day cricket under a little bit pressure because you're getting, you don't get the same turn-up and results in one-day cricket as what you do in T20 cricket. And I guess I sort of look at if, if the great all-back sides of yesteryear played against Japan over 80 minutes, they'd probably beat them quite comfortably. If they play over 10 minutes, <laughs> then then the game becomes a little more um, sort of uh, inconsistent in terms of results. And I think that's what we probably see a little bit from the T20 game, but I've loved it. I think it's been a cracking World Cup, and and uh, and I'm looking forward to supporting not just New Zealand, but also you know England as well because they they pay the bills too. <laughs> Go on, then. Go on then. What are England going to do, Bears? Chicken, chicken, chicken. Put well, your pound into it. Go. New Zealand England final just makes total sense to me. Total dollars. Right. Total dollars. Makes perfect sense. Hey, Baz, I guess I guess if we have to, we better talk some racing, eh? Do we? I guess we, we if we have to, we, we may as well. Well, if you guys are going to ring me up, and if you're going to ring me yeah. up and talk cricket, I'm not going to answer the phone anymore. <laughs> we're here to talk racing, we talk beer. Let me bring some balance back. Yeah, yeah. Let me bring some balance back, Baz, okay? Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I know you love the business of racing. I know you'll find this super interesting. Did you? So you would have seen Flightline, the best horse in the world, go around for his last start in America and the Breeders. And, like, the cruising speed and the gear change, and he's kicked away and beaten another really good horse. Now, what about this? They sold 2.5% of Flightline. They put him through the ring for 4.6 million US. That's 7.77 million NZD, meaning, and, and I'll give Havelt the credit for this, he did, ran the math on it, 100% of his value off that would be 290 million 
dollars. That's what Flightline is worth in NZD. Isn't that insane to think that one horse could be worth that? But you look at his stallion prospects and what they can stand him for. Just your whole observation around the Flightline story? Well, congratulations, firstly, to Izzy for that purchase. Like, good on you for putting your, you know, <laughs> put, putting your hard-earned on the line and, and getting and really sort of having mate. a go. <laughs> I'm not on the pound, brother. <laughs> oh, look, oh, that that to me is insane money. Eh? I sort of I checked out some of those results and like, oh, like what? Like that's huge money. And I mean, I don't know what he's going to stand for the flight line, but. Some simple calculations would suggest that his stud fee is going to be pretty two hundred plus. Yeah, it'll be it'll be two. It's got to be more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, how do you get your money back? But I guess what the, I mean, for them, money's no option really, or money doesn't mean anything really, does it? Sort of. You know that that much, should they? (laughs) 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 I do it for the love of it, boys. You know that. Hey, hey, (laughs) Baz, I got a question for you. Has um, has Razor been showing you the places he's going to be staying in there? Is it close to you or not? <laughs> I haven't heard from Razor actually. We'll have to catch up with him and and just uh, and see what is see what he's going to do. But is he? Uh, you think he's going to he's going to head over there? You reckon? Well, there's Whoa, talk. Hey. There's talk of it, and we're just sort of we know how close you two are. And um, <laughs> I hear Kensington's quite a nice place to live. <laughs> <laughs> I only know the pubs around there. As a coach, you never buy a place where you're, where you're coaching because you're likely to, you know, get the flick anytime soon. Then you're going to have to sell it. So you just rent. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good, mate. Hey, um, reckoning today, it's an awesome day. Like, the, we're bang in the middle of the carnival. Yesterday, Cup Day, it was just so good to see people back on track. Copeland's Mile, it's always a ripping race. Um, you've spent a lot of your days down there at Rickerton and at the old Rat, you know, watching the races down there. Have you had a scan of the fields? I haven't done any research at the moment because I was sort of just checking out the forecast. I've got a bit of golf this morning, lads. So I was sort of, I was thinking I'll get the races up <laughs> while I'm playing golf, maybe have a couple Beauty. of quiet beers and then do my do my form. But look, I, it's a great week, isn't it? It is a cracking week down there. I'm ice cold on the pump though, boys. So I'm not going to try and steer anyone into anything, but... It is a good week, and I'm sure you guys had a good day yesterday as well. I was very envious of, of some of the videos I saw of you lads on track, and and uh, yeah, I got a few mates down in Christchurch too, and they reckon it's been a great week so far. So hopefully we can find a winner. You got anything for me, Louis? Any any tips for me to get me out of a punting hole? Ah, yes, Bears. Well, um, for you, I guess we can go a little bit early on a couple that I've just been running the, the numbers on here. Well, actually, Greg O'Connor, first of all, his top two, he just came on, and his top pick for the Canterbury Breeders Stakes, Live Drama, who's a genuine chance, $7 into five fifty. So that's race seven, the Valachi Downs Canterbury Breeders Stakes, five fifty and $2.10. That's good each way money. He had new arrangement on top in the Copelands. Here's one. I initially, in race two, thought that I'd be going to be tipping out Deploy today because she's, she started a race against She's Lickety Split, as she's on Australia, or Lickety Split here, at $4.40. She lost by four lengths, and I thought, well, against this field, she's getting four twenty here. She should be winning. But the closer I looked, there's a horse here called Goldie's Chance for Ross Beckett, an Ifraj filly who absolutely kicked them in last start over 1,400. And 1,400 was where my question mark on deploy was. So I'm going up against Michael McNabb with Kin Koo. And 
Typically, that's not something I'd like to do, but I actually think Goldie's chance from barrier one might jump to the lead, and at four fifty, a dollar seventy-five is worth maybe a couple of bucks the place, a buck the win, or if you're Baz, all on the nose, never on the tail. Yes, boy. And what's the Quinella worth? If we're going to get real greedy, you know, if you're going to find your way out of a hole, you swing for the fences, right? So you may as well get the Quinella. Put well, them yeah, in together. You'd be, oh, you'd be getting double digits, or just under. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, I'll put ten quid. I mean, ten dollars on that. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> What's that? Twenty-five in dead. Well done, well done, mate. Hey, Bears, we appreciate your time. Where are you playing? Who are you playing with today? Uh, playing at Matamata. Playing with a couple of local fellas, actually, guys who who don't tell anyone that they're playing golf because they reckon they're working today. So I can't reveal their names. So it's part of the Privacy Act. So uh, yeah, but yeah, they'll be they'll still be claiming expenses on it. I guarantee you. What's on it? Oh. Uh, Nah, nah, we just play for a beer, actually. So we're very friendly around here. Oh, beautiful, mate. Well, if you're anything like uh, Lee Thinnis and Sam Weatherly, I played with those lads the other day. Absolute burglars. <laughs> Lee Thinnis, an absolute burglar for 16. I've, yeah, I've seen 16 golfers in my time, but he's well better than that. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe I fell for that trip. What was anyway, the record like? Poor, but like yours. <laughs> 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 mate, um, I can't believe you question my etiquette. Anyway, Bez, love your work, I mate. Just we'll ask you what the etiquette, etiquette was like. Okay, I'll see you later, boys. <laughs> see you, Bez. <laughs> see you, Bez. <laughs> see you, Bez. Good to chat to you. There we are, it's Bez McCullum. He's back, and there's no surprise there he's going to play golf. He sounded a bit relaxed. He's relaxed, mate. He is He's on one, eh? He's, like, he's in such good form, yeah. and um, he's a busy man, and you're holding one of the most prestigious jobs in the world. You wouldn't even believe it. He didn't even want to come on here and talk cricket. He wanted to talk punting and beer. So there you go. That's your coach, England. That is your coach. How good. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh. We'll, get, um, we'll get him in touch with Razor. So surely Baz takes some credit for inspiring Finland to play the way he does. He's got a very similar mentality to Baz at his best. Cheers, Matt and Blenheim. Yep, that's why he was a dead cert, a dollar five, to... Love the way Finnellan plays, and I was so glad to hear that. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.